0: Data-Driven Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we explore how to transform your company and career through data-driven decision-making. Want to become a data storytelling aficionado? Then sit back, relax, and get ready to unlock the true potential of your data. Here's the host of the Data-Driven Podcast, Dominic Bohan. Okay, welcome to the Data-Driven Podcast where we dive deep into getting more value from our business data. Whether you're a data professional, leader, or just curious about developing data skills, the Data Driven Podcast is here to guide you along your journey. I'm your host and the co-founder of StoryIQ, Dominic Bohan. Yesterday, Christina and I discussed leveraging data to build learning experiences. Today, we're going to discuss data-driven L&D evaluation. Here's my conversation with Christina Duarte, the group manager of sales learning operations at Intuit. Christina, thanks for joining us again today on the Data Driven Podcast.
1: Well, thank you for having me back, I appreciate it.
0: Okay, yesterday we talked about designing learning programs. We looked at different data sources that we can use to refine those programs. Today, we're taking a bit of a different angle and we're looking at how we can evaluate the performance of those programs and align them to business objectives. So. A little bit of corporate sort of jargon there. Can you tell us what that means and how that makes an impact?
1: Yes, I'm happy to. And so what that means is, is we're taking our analysis, we're identifying the objectives, and then we're taking those objectives and we're aligning them to KPI specific per business unit. Each business unit has goals and KPIs that they're responsible for. And aligning that training to support and help them meet that goals and then deliver that message to them to be able to identify what's going well and what's not going well helps us elevate their team and grow and retain employees.
0: Okay, fantastic. That ties into really one of the key takeaways from the last episode. For anyone that didn't see it, one of those key takeaways was to be data-driven with learning and development It starts with defining what your objectives are and getting that right and then defining how you're going to measure it and being clear on that up front. So that's really the only way we can succeed. So now I guess we get into the nitty gritty of how we do that and make sure we have the right objectives that align with business objectives. So how do we do that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And we're in the very early phases of doing that. But some of the things we found extremely successful is being able to track and manage the information coming in based on business unit. And within each business unit, there are specific set of KPIs that are involved. Within those KPIs, we're able to track and say, if a training event took place, what was the impact on that KPI? The thing with data, especially in a sales environment, is you have leading and lagging indicators. And where we're really finding a focus and a a need to be heavily data-driven is within those lagging indicators. You take a training today, you may not see results for another 30 days. So what do we do within that 30 days to reinforce, provide coaching, and be able to look and say this was successful or this didn't go that well? What are our next steps moving forward? So being able to bring that in and focus in on a distinct set of KPIs is extremely important. You can't solve all with one piece of training. So how do you tackle the most critical and drive for those results?
0: So we're not not gonna necessarily hit every single objective on the business unit's dream wish list. How do we prioritize what we are gonna hit with a learning program?
1: Yeah, I think that really comes down to partnership with the leaders and making sure we're driving to those business outcomes. Um, especially in sales organizations, things are very seasonal. You know that a typical time of year, there's going to be the specific need of the customer. For us specifically, tax time is huge. End of years is huge. And so our customers are coming in with questions on payroll. They're coming in with questions on potentially switching to um, another software offering or upgrading or adding employees or you name it. And so what our goal is, is to be able to identify those peaks and valleys within those seasonal opportunities and then build training so that we're proactively prepared, but also aligned to those peaks and valleys that we have within our our goals and our KPIs moving forward and then measuring against those.
0: Okay. So again, being data-driven in the prioritization phase.
1: Correct. Yes. And it's it's about planning and strategic planning and being ready for those things, especially the the ones that you know are coming. You're always gonna be a little reactive based on the market, based on the customer, based on product releases or updates. And so being able to have a plan in place and then know what data you're going to track against that is gonna be very important because you wanna look at pre and post data. You can't just train and then look at what happens after. That doesn't really tell us anything. So we need, to, we need to look at what's happened prior and what was the behavior prior and the results. And then we need to look at what's happened after training and what is that data telling us and what are those
0: results? Okay, so bringing in a lot of different data sources here, we're really looking at the performance data that each business unit uses day to day in order to inform what we're gonna train. And it sounds like we have to do some predicting and anticipating of what's gonna be a priority so that we actually have time to address it. It's gonna take a while for the training to have an impact.
1: Correct, and that's one of the things that can be the most tricky, right? You wanna have a training event and the next day be like, it was great, and I'm sure that it was, but we have to make sure there's a longevity within the knowledge and the application of training, and not just a, an event happens and you see a peak for a, for a week and then it, it tapers off. Though we're still gonna have peaks and valleys as people try new things and things happen, we're looking for the longevity and application, not that one-time spike.
0: So we talked about lagging indicators, which are gonna be the easiest to measure, right? What about looking at some of those leading indicators to inform what we're going to do next?
1: Yeah, and so I think that's where we're, that really helps us identify gaps and potential skill. When we look at, for example, product training, and I mentioned payroll, so we'll use that as an example. Let's say we have a payroll training that is getting ready to go out, but how do we know we should have built it in the first place, right? It can't be because we wanted to situation. So what we're doing is we're taking the data and we're looking at how our team's performing today and where are our largest gaps or opportunities when e- within each product or service that we offer. And then how do we listen to calls? How do we have conversations? How do we gather qualitative and quantitative data to know where our priorities and focus should be and then build against that. So we're measuring pre and post training data.
0: And so the pre training data will sometimes inform what training is built and delivered, uh, but it also serves as a baseline to measure the performance against.
1: Correct. Yes.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you're working with all sorts of disparate data sources and maybe you can and maybe you can't share this. Is this something that your team works on as an L&D team or do you rely on the expertise within the business or do you have a data team that uh, specializes in analyzing the data from the business?
1: Great question. So we do have an L&D data team Their primary role is to bring the data sources together, develop the dashboards, and then analyze the data that tells the story. But no team works in a silo and works alone. So it's a partnership with marketing, it's a partnership with sales operations, um, as well as our product team to make sure we're all going the same direction and aligned and delivering for the same thing. So there's a very strong partnership across the organization to make these things happen.
0: Okay, lots of conversations, no one's working in a silo sounds good you mentioned dashboards this is uh this Mm -hmm. is always an interesting topic there's always that interesting balance of yeah it'd be great to have a dashboard just roll it out people could self-serve and check it but there's certain limitations to that compared to someone actually having like some of these conversations that you mentioned Mm -hmm. creating a tailored report telling a story so when it comes to L&D, where do you see the role of dashboards that are just churned out in a predictable, consistent format versus creating what we would call a data story?
1: We build dashboards that people can self-serve. We try to solve for preference in, in, within the population. Some people like to go into data, look at if then scenarios. They like to pull it up, plan for their teams and what their expectations are. And so we always have a dashboard that provides the opportunity for anybody to go in, look at the data and pull it forward. Where we like to pull in storytelling and report outs and presentations is really at the level where we're doing something, let's say a pilot program or an A B test, or we have a major training initiative that we anticipate is going to have really heavy impact on sales. How do we tell that story about not only the goodness that we're bringing to the organization, but where the ROI is. I mean, the thing that people have to remember is especially in sales, you're asking them to come off the phones and spend time that they, that's essentially taking away from customers or money in their pocket to take training. Why would I do that? And as a leader, why would I ask my my team to do that? What's in it for me is in a very important piece of all of it. And that storytelling and bringing it together in those presentations is very important to help get that support because again we can't do this alone it's a
0: team effort Mm -hmm. yeah i've I've focused a lot on the decision makers the stakeholders that are signing Mm -hmm. off on the training what about the communication to people who yeah maybe they're on a commission structure and they're obviously not going to be getting any commission while they're training how do you sell the benefits of a training program to them? And do you incorporate data into that to prove the benefits?
1: Yeah. So we do that in a couple of ways. One is, is we always tell them what the training's about and how it relates to their role. Because again, we want to make sure everything's very personalized and customized and it feels like it's just for you. That's a very important thing for us to be doing and supporting. The other part of that is going to be the, what's in it for me and what am I going to get out of it? but also how does it help my customer? We're a very customer centric organization. It's in everything that we do. It's pretty much our DNA. And so when we partner with marketing and they're doing cost benefit analysis or they're doing follow me homes with our customers and identifying workflows and key pain points and how we solve for them as an organization, we're telling that customer story to our learner. And that brings them forward to say, hey, look, I need to know this. I wanna help them. I wanna support them. I I want to know their benefits moving forward. And so we tie those stories into our training content, not only so we can feel the customer feels and understand the customer, but to get buy in for the training event, because our, our company is all about our customers.
0: And that brings up another interesting point. Do you survey and go out and talk to your customers post training and see what the impact to them is directly?
1: Yeah, so there's actually two customers we serve as an LD team. There's our internal learner customer. And then there's the, cusp, the external customer, which is who our sales consultant is selling to or having the conversation about. We do both in the world of Zoom meetings and virtual interactions. Um, we found some really innovative ways to do those things and we've, we have the best customers ever. They will, you know, we'll be out at. A, a store and be in an Intuit shirt, and they'll come up and talk to us and they're very open and hey, you know let me talk to you about my company or can we zoom and record this? or hey, come on down to my business, follow me around for the day. They really in- enjoy that and know that we value those experiences. and so we're constantly doing that. It also helps us keep up with what's happening in the market, right? The customer of today is not the customer of a couple of years ago. Things have really shifted, and so we need to make sure that we're putting that first especially when it comes to how we're delivering training.
0: Okay. And that's great that your customers are so open to helping you out and providing that feedback.
1: Yes, it's great. And it's it's fun to meet people and uh, just get involved.
0: Okay. And so in L&D, you have the opportunity to speak directly with customers as well.
1: Correct. Yes. Yeah, we do. We actually have a system within Intuit where Intuit wants you to dedicate time to, to go meet with your customers and do follow me homes and understand them and interview them and observe them so that we can we can truly understand what our customers' needs are.
0: Okay, and then all comes full circle back into the evaluation and some ability to say whether these programs have actually impacted customers. So anything else that you want to share on data-driven learning and development evaluation today?
1: Yeah, I think the only thing I'd like to share is it all starts at the beginning. And so thinking about what you want those outcomes to be, thinking about what it's in service to, and then letting the data tell you the story. So even if the data is telling you that something didn't go well, that's okay. It's a learning opportunity. If the data is saying it went well, great. How do we cross-pollinate that? How do we get more people involved and train more people so we can continue to see that goodness moving forward? It all starts with an analysis.
0: Thanks. I love we can wrap it up with something easy to remember like that. Extremely useful. Uh, Thank you for sharing your expertise with us today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Data Driven Podcast. Thanks to Christina Duarte, Group Manager of Sales Learning Operations at Intuit for joining us. If you'd like to hear more from Christina, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit her company website, Intuit.com. A link in our show notes I want to tell you about. Head over to datadrivenpod.com. We've got summaries of all our episodes and contact information for our guests. And you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. My handle is at Bohan Dominic or visit us at storyiq.com. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a steady stream of data driven brilliance in your podcast feed, we're publishing multiple episodes each week. That's all for today. But remember, until next time, when it comes to data, less is more.